Hey everyone, welcome to Movie Addicts Anonymous, where every media junkie is welcome. It's Jay here, and today I'm super excited. I'm finally doing it. I'm reviewing one of my favorite movies of all time. Probably definitely my favorite MCU movie. It's definitely up there. It might be second to Infinity War, but of Infinity War aside, this is my favorite MCU movie. One of my favorite, like, spy action thriller movies ever. And that's Captain America The Winter Soldier. Captain America 2. This movie is amazing. I love it. It makes me so happy every time I watch it. It's it's just a real good, and I would say feel-good movie, but just feel-good for me because it's not a full feel-good movie. There is a lot of down. There's ups and downs emotion-wise in the movie, and it's so cool. And this movie revamped the MCU or in like the Marvel Universe. It just it completely changed everything with the huge Hydra reveal. This movie is awesome, and I'm so glad I'm talking about it. There's so much to talk about. There's so much. These actors that were in this movie are huge. Like, a lot, a lot to cover. So I want to start off by doing a trailer reaction. I like watching the trailers to movies. Trailers are a big part of movies to me. I love them especially if they're done well, which nowadays they pretty much always are. Back in the day, there weren't always great ones. And this will be a fun reaction because I don't remember this trailer. I don't remember what's in it. It's been so long. This movie came in 2014. So I haven't seen this trailer since, like, 2013, probably. So I'm very excited. And let's watch this trailer. Coming up on the drop zone, Cap. You do anything fun Saturday night? Well, all the guys in my barbershop quartet are dead, so... No, not really. You know, if you ask Kristen out from statistics, you'd probably say yes. That's why I don't ask. Too shy or too scared? Too busy! Was he wearing a parachute? No. No, he wasn't. It's awesome. I love that scene! That whole scene, then, when he goes onto the ship. Amazing. Ooh, the Triskelion looks so cool. I I must have been so pumped for this movie when I saw the trailer. For the world to see you as you really are. Look out the window. You know how the game works. Disorder, war. All it takes is one step. Ooh, they showed Fury in surgery. Even though they didn't show Fury, it just showed them watching a surgery. Iconic elevator scene. Oh, so such a dope line. That has to be one of my favorite moments too. I don't think it made it onto my favorite moment list, but it is the elevator scene. Winter Soldier and his arm. I do remember that being in, when he catches the shield. Ooh, and then Falcon. Oh, 
This is a good trailer. Yeah, it's right here when he catches the shield. Four, four, fourteen. Yes. Yeah, so that is an awesome trailer. Um, it really gets you pumped for the movie, and it definitely, it kind of, it does kind of show a lot. Um, Marvel trailers have kind of lately started to show less than this, but I think when this movie came out, they kind of, this is kind of a turning point for Marvel movies for me, and I think they wanted to showcase this. And they show you exactly what this movie was going to be. And that it was going to be a little different than Marvel movies up to this point. It was going to be more kind of adult and more, definitely more adult and real. A little bit darker, but just more kind of gritty, I guess. It's definitely, it's just the Russo brother effect on the movie. A lot more practical, less CG, very just coolness like i just remember this movie become like the turning point for the marvel movies for me and then and then we got civil war and infinity war and endgame where they just became something bigger when i just remember watching this movie and being like i was like marvel's gonna be like huge like i just knew it watching this i was like okay like they've they've created something great here because all like nick fury uh and like Black Widow and all the characters are there's still crossover characters in this movie and it felt very natural and like they should just be in there and it didn't feel gimmicky like Avengers 1 kind of felt gimmicky where like like every the next one would show up like Iron Man would show up then Hulk would show up then Thor this one just felt so like fluid and awesome and just I just this movie is MCU, like, definitely re... I'm not gonna say peak, because I feel like Infinity War is probably the MCU peak and Endgame, but this was definitely getting them up there. Awesome, awesome movie. So, let's get into the stats of the movie. So, I've probably already said at this point, the release date was April 4th, 2014. The directors were Anthony and Joe Russo, the Russo brothers. They blew up after this movie. Studio was obviously MCU. And Marvel Cinematic Universe, one of the biggest movies, movie, movie studios of all time. Rotten Tomatoes gives this a 90%, and the audience re uh, review and score is 92%. That is hella high. 90% critically, 92 audience. IMDb is a little lower. It's a 7.7 .7 out of 10. Still really good score. Obviously, this movie won in the box office, um, bringing in $95 million opening weekend domestically. That is a large amount. A large, large amount of money uh, since this movie cost $175 million to make. It almost made it back in opening weekend. So, that's awesome. Um, number two in the box office that weekend was... Uh, movie called Noah making 17 million number three was Divergent the first movie in the, Di the Divergent series I really love those books the movies didn't hold up I watched the first two movies I never watched the third part you get around to just watching the third because I the movies that were the books were really really good to me I read them good for me I read them before the movies came out and the first movie wasn't that bad I actually enjoyed the first movie um, and number four was God's Not Dead, making $7.7 And number five in the box office was Muppets Most Wanted, making $6 million. So Captain America was, out of these movies, was the only one that was, that came out that weekend. 
Um, but still would have won if they all came out because Divergent opening weekend, which was March 21st, was made $22.8 million. And then Muppets and God's Not Dead actually made less opening weekend than this weekend. Just strange. Muppets made $4.6 million opening weekend and then this weekend like a couple weeks later made six million strange and god's not said god's not dead only made 2.8 million opening weekend and then this weekend made and then this weekend um april 4th made 7.7 7 mil that's kind of strange to me but cool and yes yeah, so top build in this movie obviously my boy chris evans playing Steve Rogers, Captain America in all of his glory, looking hella gorge. Like, it's not even right what this man looks like. He, I, going back over his IMDb page and all the movies he's done, I've actually watched a lot of his movies, and so, and I kind of forgot about watching them all, but I've been a fan of Chris Evans for a lot longer than I thought I had been. So this same year, 2014, he did two movies called Before We Go and Playing It Cool. They're both kind of rom-coms. He's kind of just like the hot guy in the romantic comedy. I didn't see either of those movies. So he, three movies came out 2014 with him in the lead role, which is really good. And then 2001, he did Not Another Teen Movie. That movie's hilarious. And I did remember he was in that. I actually re recently re-watched that movie. And it holds up. It's still so funny to me. It might be more funny to me because it's my era of comedy. But that, that movie is freaking hilarious. Chris Evans is amazing in it. He's like the douchey jock character. And it's so funny. Um, so if you have not seen Not Another Teen Movie, I definitely recommend it. It's funny seeing young Chris Evans. Um, he hasn't aged by any means. You definitely see him close up and personal. There's one scene where he's only has whipped cream covering his dick. And, uh, oh, and then he has, like, no, he has whipped cream on his nipples, too, like cherries. And she goes, she's like, what, a Sunday? And then he's like, no, a banana split. And, like, turns around, there's a banana in his ass. <laughs> so funny um and he he's looking hella gorge uh and then he was in a movie in 2004 called the perfect score which was i forgot about this movie but this was a really good movie i think i actually went to theaters to see this and funny fact scarlett johansson was in this movie with him which i also forgot i want to go back and rewatch this movie i remember me and my friends went to see this 2004 it, it's about, like, these high school seniors who break into Princeton or something to get the SAT score, like, the SAT answers, so they get the perfect SAT score, so, um, that's awesome, that, that, was, I just remember that being a good movie, I don't know if it holds up, I kind of want to rewatch it now, and then a year after that, 2005, he did the first Fantastic Four movie, which I think that was when I really fell in love with him, because I just remember that iconic scene of him where his fire powers um, activated, and he's skiing, and he burns off his clothes. In that scene, when he walks up to them, and he's, like, only wearing, like, a towel or something, like, barely covering himself. I remember him being so hot in that movie, and he's, like, snapping his fingers, and, like, flames turn on his hands, and I was like, damn, I was like, he's hot and flaming. Um, he, that had to have been one of, uh, one of my gay awakenings, being like, damn, because 2005, that was a while ago. Um, I, so that was, like, yeah, like, me going through puberty watching this movie being like, uh, what? Chris Evans, a ga 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 gorge 
Chris Evans playing Johnny Storm. He was, and it's funny too that he was casted. That that was kind of like a big controversy, controversy thing that he technically was playing two Marvel characters. And Fantastic Four wasn't owned by MCU, was owned by Fox back then. Now Disney owns Fox, so now the MCU has the rights to Fantastic Four and X-Men. But back then, so technically, after he played Johnny Storm, like Human Torch, then he played Captain America, he was technically in a different universe. And back then, I didn't know that, and I don't think a lot of people knew the specifics of, like, copyright, like, who owned what. So it was kind of confusing at first. So, like, what, well, he's playing another character? But then you complete, once he... Once he was cast as Captain America, that was his, like, role. And you kind of just forgot it with the Johnny Storm thing. But, yeah, you forget that he also played Human Torch in Fantastic Four. So now it's going to be kind of funny. Well, I guess because he's really out of the MCU now after Endgame. He's technically dead. But once they introduce Fantastic Four into the MCU, and they're obviously going to recast him... It would be kind of funny to see Captain America, Chris Evans' Captain America, interact with whoever they recast as Human Torch and just kind of say something on the lines of, like, I, like, I, like, I, I look better and, like, that or something. Like, something toying with the idea that he played him, which is kind of funny. Um, that's, I'm sure they're gonna do that. I don't know how that's gonna happen, but there's definitely gonna be some type of comment they're gonna because they have to. They have to point it out when they finally recast uh, Human Torch. And I wonder who they should recast Human Torch as. That's a good question to think of. I need to think of that because you because you kind of don't want him to look too much like Chris Evans because you kind of want him to be completely revamped. But by the time they do that, though, it's probably gonna be at least like five years by the time that movie is like in production. Because they want to get as much distance as they can from that first movie, which is came out a while ago. The second one came out in 2007, so it was a while ago. But then they also made that remake that people didn't like, where they did what they kind of exact did what exactly what I just said and tried to really recast um, Human Torch completely different from Infinity War, and they actually casted him black. <laughs> so they they really tried to make it so they didn't seem like the same character. But no, Johnny Storm in the comics has always been white. I mean, it doesn't matter what race, but if they're gonna go towards that, they could still keep him the same race, just, uh, um, just kind of different. But by, th by the time that they're gonna be making the Fantastic Four MCU movies, there's gonna be a whole new batch of young actors. I'm sure they're gonna get, like, a fresh face, and I don't know. So, by then, who knows who they're going to cast. Um, so, let's see here. You know who would be good? Dominic Sherwood. I like him from Shadowhunters. I think he would be a good Human Torch. Um, so, other than... Yeah, so Fantastic Four 1 was 2005. Then Fantastic Four 2 was 2007. Then he did this movie in 2009 called Push. I forgot about this movie. Him and Dakota Fanning. And where he was had like super like telekinesis or something. I remember I went to the theaters for that too. I don't think it was a good movie, but I liked it at the time. And the funny thing about Dakota Fanning is, is that she, I'm sure she's doing movies still, but everyone's. I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, she was only good as a child actor. And the thing is, yes, maybe she was better as a 
child actor because she was just so like that she just was so good as a child like but really if you think about it by the time she became an adult she wouldn't she didn't have to act like she made she probably had so much money from all the movies she did as a kid so by the time she's an adult and plus you don't like the same things that you do as a little kid maybe she doesn't want to act as much as she used to i don't think it's there's probably a lot of reasons why she's not in a lot of things, but she might be in things that I just don't know of, but she's just not like an A-list uh, an actor anymore, and she was when she was a child, so that's pretty interesting. And then in 2011, the Captain America the First Avenger came out, so that like changed his career, and he just blew up, became a household name. And But right before Captain America First Avenger, he also did a movie that same year in 2011 called Puncture, where he played like a drug addicted lawyer um i remember hearing about this movie i don't think i saw it but i kind of want to see it to see him be a drug addict i want to see how well he does in playing that role and then of course after that he goes on to just be in the rest of the mcu and all the infinity on all the avengers movies and he must have so much money it's ridiculous uh second build in this movie is samuel l jackson um, I don't want to really di- deep dive into him because you know Samuel Jackson from, I don't know, every movie. Get these motherfucking snakes off these motherfucking plane. Off off these motherfucking plane. I think that's the exact line. <laughs> snakes on a plane. All I remember is the opening scene. There's like people hooking up, like fucking in the bathroom, joining the Mile High Club, and snakes come out and like latch onto her tits and latch onto his dick or something. I just remember that scene, just that's the only scene that sticks out to me in that movie. But third build, who I want to talk about more, is Scarlett Johansson. Scar jo. Talk about gorgeous. She is so amazing. Like, she just, she is, like, in my eyes, like, a perfect human specimen. It's insane. Like, she's so gorgeous. Like, even for me, I'm like, this chick is hot. Like, she can turn gay guys straight, I swear to God. Uh, that same year, 2014, she did a movie called Chef with John Favreau, who is the director of Iron Man 1 and also played Happy in all the Iron Man movies. Um, a movie called Deep Down, and then a little movie called Lucy, which Lucy was a good movie. I still remember watching that and really liking it. Um, so 2010, when she did Iron Man 2, I don't know if that was, like, her breakout role. I think it kind of was made that, I think, around this time. Because before that, in 2004, she always did the perfect score. Probably, I guess, because she was in the movie The Island, which I remember, in 2005, which is, like, this weird futuristic movie. I saw that movie. But in 2006, she was in The Prestige, which I haven't seen, and I heard is really good, and I love her, and I love Hugh Jackman, and I want to watch this movie, and I think I'm going to watch it and cover it on here. So let me guys know if you want me to cover The Prestige. And I think around that time is probably where she blew up, and then when she got into Iron Man 2 in 2010 such an amazing role the easily the best part of that movie it and all the briefcase suit like when he has the suit in the briefcase and he like opens it up and turn and like that was pretty awesome too but definitely black widow being amazing in iron man 2 being introduced and then and then it's everything from there um she just went berserk Oh, yeah, The Avengers, she was in 2012, she started in The Avengers, and then 2013, she did a movie called Don John, um, which I actually, 
really liked this movie, weirdly. It actually, like, turned out to be pretty good drama with JGL, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He played a guy who was addicted to porn. Like, he had a porn addiction, but he was also dating her, but he'd rather, like, jerk off and fuck Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> um, so, porn addiction is real, okay? And um, not just movie addiction, also porn addiction is a thing. I guess they, that is a type of movie. But, um, uh, and then 2017, she did Ghost in the Shell, which I didn't know that that was her. She did that. It's an anime. I don't watch anime. Uh, Ian does, my boyfriend, so he probably is going to say it's not as good as the anime. I don't know. Um, and she also did a movie in 2017 I want to watch, which is called Rough Night. It didn't get great reviews. I never saw it, but it's just about her, Scott Johansson and her friends, um, on a bachelorette party, like, hire a stripper or something. It just looks like a funny movie I want to watch. Um, then another movie that got critically, um, reviewed well is in 2019 called A Marriage Story with Adam Driver from the Star Wars movies. Um, that looks good. I want to watch that. Adam Driver is one of those people where, like, he has BDF, which is, like, big dick face. Like, he has, like, the big features, like, the big nose and ears and stuff, so probably like i guess he has a big dick i'm assuming with his bdf face but other than that he's really not that attractive to me i don't understand what this phase is of like everyone thinking he's really hot i don't know i mean i guess he's a good actor but not into it i mean i was into him hooking up with uh ray and the scar star wars movies and i was right and i knew it the whole time and ian didn't believe me and i was like they're gonna fuck well, i mean i don't think they fuck they just kissed but i just i knew it um, and then in 2019, she did a movie called Jojo Rabbit, which is about a young kid, like a Nazi kid hiding a Jewish person or something. I might be wrong. I don't know. I think I saw the trailer once and I think it was also reviewed pretty well. So Scott Johansson is pretty amazing actress. So my favorite moment in this movie, um, I think it has to be the opening scene that they even showed in the trailer. Uh, well, the scene after what they showed in the trailer with Cap, like, diving out of the plane with no parachute, going on the boat, and he's just taking out all these people, like, silently on the ship, and it's so dope. Like, they do such a good job to show just how fucking strong and badass and just cool Captain America is. Like, they did so well to portray his powers in this movie, and it's so awesome. Just to, just him, like, normal fighting, punching, but just to the extreme, just up a level. Like, these people go flying when he punches them. And it's so cool, and it's very, like, quick, and it's it's just so realistic to me of, like, how someone would look with a super soldier serum. And so I just, I love everything about that scene. The whole, like, uh, Nat, like, Natasha, Black Widow, trying to set him up on dates the whole time. Like, they're, she's just casually talking. She's like, what about so-and-so from accounting? And... He's like, no, and, like, as they're, like, taking out all these people, it's really funny. I love this mo movie, and I love that scene. Uh, probably my other favorite moment is the Nick Fury car scene, when the cop cars, like, just stop him. They're kind of staring at him, and you think it's a race thing, and you're like, oh, this movie's going this way. This is a woke-ass movie, but no, they're all just secretly Hydra agents. And that is awesome. His car that he's in is so badass. Like, the the tension building is just so amazing. It's so funny when the car is like, detect a fracture. He's like, you think? Um, <laughs> he has, like, a turret in there. It's self-driving. So cool. 
The whole scene is awesome. The only thing that's kind of ruins it for me is that he burrows his way, like, through the ground with, like, a laser beam. I mean, he probably just goes into the sewers, but still. And um, and then another awesome scene is the freeway scene at the end when it's, like, right before the big final boss... Uh, like the boss the big final scene of taking down the airships but when he's uh when they're being taken back to shield him black widow and uh falcon and then you find out that agent hill's in there and then they like jump out of the car and they use like the car door to slide out and it's just so cool i love the whole sequence it's awesome um, so, I mean, there's so many awesome scenes. All the elevator scene, he's like, does anybody want to get out? That's an awesome favorite moment. But I think my top favorite moment has to be the Nick Fury scene, the Nick Fury car scene. Then my favorite line, I think probably has to be, it's the same line said by both Black Widow, Natasha, and uh, Captain America, where they're kind of talking and they had their kiss, where their banter is amazing, by the way, and I love their chemistry, these two. But they, like, have their kiss in the mall to distract themselves from Crossbones, or whatever the guy's name is before he becomes Crossbones. The evil S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, Hydra agent. And they're kind of talking about it, and she's like, you, uh... <laughs> she's like, so that's your first kiss since the 70s, or whatever, huh? Not 70s, uh, before that, but in 70 years. And he goes... Well, no, like, just, it's just, it's so funny, and, uh, he goes, I just don't like all these lies and secrets, and basically, she's kind of asking, like, if he trusted her, and she goes, well, there's a chance you might be in the wrong business, and then finally, after they've been through all this, and they, they go through a lot, and they finally, like, earn the trust, because they had worked with each other in Avengers 1, but they, that was it, they don't really know each other on a personal level, Captain America was also told by, or Iron Man, was told by Nick Fury to not trust anyone, that S.H.I.E.L.D.'s compromised, so he doesn't fully know if he can trust her, and then finally he does, and they're sitting there, and she's like, will you, she's like, would you, you saved my life, would you trust me to do the same thing for you, and he goes, now I would, and uh, she goes, I, and he says it back to her, goes, well, there's a chance you might be in the wrong business. And it's just so good. It just kind of, that line sums up their whole relationship in this movie. And it's just an awesome, I love their relationship. It's so friendly. I wouldn't want them to, like, I, on a part of me, obviously, because I sexualize everything, especially hot people in movies, want them to hook up. But most, the 20% of me wants them to fuck. And then 80% of me just wants them to stay their best friends that they are. Because then that's really what it is. Because I don't... I'm glad they didn't go that route. Because a lot of other movies would have made it that those... They hook up. And it's not about that. Like, she's an equal to him. She's not his... Like, he's she's not just the woman. Like, that he's striving to get. Like, she's his equal partner in this movie and it's she has a bigger role in his life than just a piece of ass and i really like that so i'm glad that they kept them just as friends and colleagues and equals and then another favorite line has to be on your left which is another summary of which a line that's said twice by captain america well a million times by captain america and then again by sam falcon at the end that talks about their friendship and this was such a good introduction to falcon i love their meet cute in the beginning 
of him going on your left, on your left, and he's like, don't say it. So that's awesome. And it's a callback in Endgame when Falcon comes back to life and he goes on your, does he say on your right maybe or on your left? I don't know. He says that and comes back and it's awesome. So that's definitely another favorite line. So this movie definitely hits my age code. The H code. The H code. Is that going to be the, that's going to be the song now. Um, no, it's not. I swear I won't do that again. So the H code is humor, heroes, heart, and hotties. And this movie definitely hits all those four points. My fa- four favorite things in a movie. And let's talk about it. So I've already talked about some of the humor in this movie. There is a lot of it. And it wouldn't be an MCU movie without it. Like I was just talking about the Falcon meet cute. That is hilarious. The on your left thing. All of the... Uh, dynamic and banter and chemistry between uh, Steve and Nack, Captain America and Black Widow. That is awesome. When they're in those street clothes and they're hiding and she's like teaching him how to be a spy, it's awesome. And it is actually smart that she tells him to kiss her because they see the evil Hydra agent coming and she goes, public um, displays of affection make people awkward. Uh, kiss me. And like he looks away and it's so true. Like she is a s- smart spy. So uh, that's really funny. Like I said, they're casual talks about the whole time about her um, her wanting to set him up. Um, so many just like little funny digs throughout the whole thing that makes it just add levity and just awesome MCU-ness. I love the hilarity of these movies, and but they also feel like grounded at the same time. Um, the Stanley cameo is pretty amazing too when he uh, <laughs> looks and like the the OG Captain America suits missing. That's awesome. Um, so the heroes obviously are amazing in this movie. Uh, Captain America, Black Widow, Falcon, Nick Fury. Like, how could you not like? Lo- and then Winter Soldier. And I know that Winter Soldier is the villain in this movie but he ends up becoming a hero in his own right and he's amazing and so there's just what can you say about heroes that's just awesome um so they're just perfect 10 out of 10 heroes in this movie i mean a lot of people say captain america is kind of too like boring and straightforward for them but i think it's he has layers i mean he lost his friend bucky i mean he's talking they're kind of touching on like ptsd with like the meetings that Sam goes to, and so, because, I mean, Cadmere has been through war, he's seen his best friend, and a lot of people he knew die, and Peggy's, like, old and through a bunch of, he's been through a lot, so he probably does have some form of PTSD, especially by Endgame, Jesus. Oh, yeah, and I'm just reading my notes, I forgot, too, this was also a funny line, too, uh, Nick Fury goes, last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye, and it's really funny, and it wasn't much of a funny line, back then it was kind of badass but it's funny to me now because now after watching captain marvel we know that the cat scratched his eyes so he's he's referring to the cat that's really funny um but yeah so the heroes in this movie were awesome the captain america suit was awesome so was the falcon wing so was black widow she looked badass but like his suit was so cool in this and then even when he rocked the og suit but his new suit for this movie was so awesome. I loved it. And Black Widow, her fighting in general is so cool. It's very, like, realistic of how this, like, small woman would be taking on these, like, guys twice her size. And it's just real 
how they show her actually doing that and like maneuvering like her weight to flip them over and like using like a garrote and just uh tasers like it's they do her fighting really really well same as captain america he's just it's just awesomeness awesome awesomeness um so the heart there's a lot of heart in this movie with the whole you find out that oh nick fury dies that's tragic um so sad when uh you see black widow's reaction to him dying or they think that he dies obviously he comes back is so sad and i think everyone watching that was like there's no way he can be dead and he wasn't he's like i took a toxin that lowers your heart rate and then agent 13 his neighbor like there's so much to cover in this movie there's so much happened in this movie um he you want he's you're rooting for him and agent 13 to be together when you see old peggy and she has dementia it's so sad and she's like steve you're alive and shake it's been so long and it's so heartbreaking so tragic um and then of course the bucky reveal when he finds out that winter soldier is bucky that must have been a huge twist for people who didn't read the comics because i knew who winter soldier was going into this movie but if you didn't like that must have been so such a cool reveal um the he has a heartfelt moment with black widow when like shield's gone and she's sitting there and she's like there's nothing i have nothing left i've devoted my whole life to shield and he's like you're in the wrong business and and then when he goes to the meetings that sam has a support group for veterans and talk touches on ptsd um so this is a very heartfelt movie there's a lot of heart in it i would definitely give that a good high score too and um now my favorite category out of all of the humor heroes in heart is hotties definitely 10 out of 10 in hotties in this movie okay everyone's insanely gorge like chris evans that one scene when he's like in a like i guess a wife beater which is kind of a messed up term but his like tank top thing wow he's so ripped the whole time he's just so ripped. when he's like on his run in the beginning he's wearing the under armor shirt it's like how are you like real like were you sculpted like i'm pretty sure you were sculpted and like he chris evans just must have not even like looked at a car he probably doesn't even know what pizza tastes like when he's filming he like forgot like years ago hasn't even had it like he doesn't even if he walks he hasn't even walked by a carb for months before shooting this movie like he's in perfect shape same as scar johansson she is amazingly gorgeous so badass i just love everything about her she's so like mesmerizing like her features like her big like gorgeous eyes and i just i love her um sam as falcon he's really hot too he's definitely um good looking let's see uh samuel jackson for being like but in this movie came out he was what late 60s he's still looking hella fly agent hill she's hot robin from how much your mother love her sebastian stan wait is that his name yes it is sebastian stan i think he is so gorge and he's like a lot shorter than you would think in real life but i love him i didn't want to kind of get into his um like his imdb profile page but he's mostly known for this there's a few other things that he's in but um sebastian stan is hella gorge and i love winter soldier and for some reason it's super hot that he's missing an arm i don't know what that means why he's hot because he's 
one armed. I don't know. Like his metal arm is so dope. I love an Endgame or no, an Infinity War when Rocket Raccoon's like, how much for the arm? <laughs> He's like, I'm getting that arm. So yeah, the hotties are like on point in this movie. And they don't even really like showcase it and show a lot of shirtless stuff like in Thor, but they don't have to. 10 out of 10 hotness. So for me, I would rate this movie a 9 out of 10. It's um, The only thing that doesn't make it a 10 out of 10 for me is that some parts feel a little too corny and a little forced with the line, like some of the dialogue. But that's just like, I mean, I would probably even go with like a 9.2 and then just say like 8% of that. So that's really high. Like this movie is definitely addict approved. Movie addict approved. Uh, 9.2 out of 10. But yeah, like, I'm sure there's so much more of this movie that I miss talking about. The huge scene at the very end when they take out the huge airships and it, like, destroys the Triskelion. And it's so cool. And just the reveal of Hydra being embedded in a shield this whole time. This affects the whole MCU for the rest of the MCU. This is why I mean, like, it's such a turning point for the series. Like, the whole franchise of MCU. Even affected the show, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You found out that, like... One of the main characters, Ward, was Hydra the whole time. It's so awesome. And I love the fighting, the fight scenes between Captain America and Winter Soldier so good. They definitely hold his own Winter Soldier. He always, like, takes his shield from him. And it's just such an awesome, good spy f- thriller. And so many good things about the movie. Um, and then, of course, I have to talk about the... Um, Easter egg scene at the very end, which introduces the twins, uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, which technically in the comics, we all know they're Magneto's kids, they're mutants, and but they kind of cha- tweaked that and because they weren't allowed to use mutants yet in the MCU because they didn't have the rights to the word mutant yet. (laughs) So they said that the Space Stone, Loki's staff, gave them their powers. So I don't know how they're going to touch on that now that the X-Men can be in in the movies, if they're going to actually say that Magneto was their father. I don't know. But that's how the movie ends. And um, it's just overall so awesome. I'm so glad I could talk about this. I love talking about MCU movies. They're so good. Um, I love them so much. I mean, it's kind of like, now it's just kind of like basic to say that you like Marvel movies. Before, like, it was kind of like cool and the nerdy thing, and now it's like normal. It's like weird if you haven't seen them. But anyway, this has been awesome, guys. If you like listening to me, rate, review, subscribe, do all the things. Um, I'm not sure what I'm going to cover next week for a movie, but, um... I'm thinking about the prestige. I might actually do like a comedy. I haven't done a straight comedy movie yet. Um, so I'm thinking about doing like uh, one of my favorite Amy Schumer movies, either Snatched or I Feel Pretty, something like that. I don't know. So let me guys let me know guys what you want me to cover. You can message me at um, on Instagram at movie addict pod. Or on Facebook at Movie Attic Pod. And you can also email me at movieaddictpod at gmail.com. So thanks for listening, guys. And as always, use protection. And I'm not going to fight you. You're my friend. You're my mission.